from the number one convention, sports, and entertainment destination in the world. I'm your host, Parker Hendricks, and this is The Authorcast. Welcome back to The Authorcast. During October 4th through the 8th, GWCCA has been celebrating our customer service successes during National Customer Service Week. For this episode, I will be sitting down with our Senior Event Manager, Rachel Caldwell, to discuss how we deliver customer service, how that is a target that is constantly changing, and we also touch on a few of the new protocols meeting planners can expect to see moving forward. As always, thank you for listening and supporting the Authorcast. All episodes are currently available on gwcca.org backslash the Authorcast, and the newest episodes can also be found on Apple and Spotify. And now, my interview with Rachel Caldwell. I'm joined today by Senior Event Manager here at the Georgia Royal Congress Center Authority, Rachel Caldwell. Rachel, thank you so much for coming to the Authorcast today. Hey, Parker. Thanks for having me. So we were just talking before the interview about how we're both from Alabama, and this may be a little country for our listeners, so we're just going to ask that you please be patient with us as we do this uh, so that we don't get a little bit of our Alabama accents in. <laughs> the accent will get much worse. I'm positive. <laughs> no, we'll be fine. Um, so, Rachel, I, just go ahead and tell your audience about uh, – I, I said your title, but you know what that means, how long you've been at the authority, and kind of what you did before you got here. Yeah, so I'm a senior event manager here at the Congress Center. I have been here for five years last month, made five years. And what that means as a senior event manager is I am the point of contact for our clients to make sure that our facility is providing what they, what our customers need in order to have a successful event. Whether it is making sure our setup and housekeeping teams are on track to get rooms set and clean, um, working with our utility services provider to make sure they have what they need for power, working with our food services team to make sure everybody eats really good while they're here. Um, It is my job to kind of be the quarterback and making sure that every, the ball gets to everybody and they know how to take it to the end zone. So you're really the point person between the customer and whatever the services are that the customer is requesting, right? So one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on uh, during this time is this week is customer service week and uh, National Customer Service Week. And we have been celebrating some of our uh, key staff members in our facility on our social media channels, uh, celebrating their successes when people call them out for doing a great job. And, but, w- but the reason why I wanted to have you on here was kind of talk about the customer service goals that we have as an organization and kind of, I think of your department as kind of the lead in that because you touch every aspect of the job. So you t- talk a little bit about kind of the way you think of customer service and the way the, apart- the department goes about doing that. Um, I think the most important thing when it comes to customer service, and it sounds cliche, but the golden rule is the golden rule for a reason. Treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah, absolutely. So I look at my customers that way in that if I were in their shoes, what would I expect from this facility? And how and then I go back to my role and how do I best provide that? How do I best set up our teams for success in providing it? And then how do I also thinking internally, because everybody's your customer, the folks on the outside and the folks on the inside and with the folks on the inside, how do I not just set them up for success, but set them up so they feel comfortable moving forward with what our clients needs are? Yeah. And I imagine that something that I admire about your department and really about all the people that we work with uh, is I think, you know, 
when the show when a show's over and that show packs up um it's done for that show right but you're moving on to the next show our teams are moving on to the next show i imagine that customer clients needs change from show to show kind of how do you you know how, how how is that that is probably one of the most it's one of the most interesting and difficult parts of it, of this job in this industry is that from show to show, it is different. There are some things that are basic. A table is a table, yeah. a chair is a chair, but how a client needs it set up and when they need it set up is it can be hard to, and it can be fun sometimes to figure out how that works for a show. Mm-hmm. But I think we do a good job here of understanding what a show looks like. So our teams are very familiar with if I say, hey, we've got a medical show coming in right after this youth sports event. Mm-hmm. Our, especially our setup team and our housekeeping teams, they're very good about knowing, well, that means I need to take all these empty rooms and we're going to have to set them full theater style for sessions yeah. or the vice versa. Like we had this medical show. Now we have a youth sports event that's happening two days later. So mm-hmm. all these rooms have to get empty. All yeah. these tables have to go. Um, I think that that helps us a lot that we as a facility and a lot of our team members understand the basics of what needs to be done and get done. Yeah, I know that we host a, we host a um, very diverse book of business, right? So yep. it could be from what your medical show to a volleyball tournament. But also, you know, we, we've I know we've hosted a lot of like. Uh, you know, health shows and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. the where the dietary requirements may be a little different and yep. stuff. So I know that that's something that your team yep. is always working so, with as well. Yeah, we work directly with Levy and with our customers. Working with your with customers and part of customer service is talking to them and building a rapport with yep, them. Absolutely. So there are a lot of things on the event services side of the world where a client may just throw something out that is, it may seem inconsequential, mm-hmm. but the fact. I had a visit with the client last week and she just threw out, we have one person who has a very specific diet. And so now that's in the back of my head. And the way I uh, provide good customer service to our catering partner is I just remember to tell them like, Hey, in case they don't mention it to you, this, they have one, one person who's going to need something extremely specific. So don't forget to ask them about that or anything like that, that, that helps us to be set up for success and to make yeah. sure that we're providing what everybody needs. We want to make sure that everybody who comes through the Congress Center leaves with a good feeling. Yeah. And I imagine that um, probably something that happens a lot is a client on a site visit or a pre-con or whatever will say something once and mm-hmm. that be the only time they mention it. But yep. if it doesn't happen, then they'll, hey, they'll I told remember. you to do this or yep. whatever. happens all the time or... Or even I, I love surprising customers and it's something they said had a customer who um, on our site visit last week, she was like, I love cheese boards. She she loves a charcuterie board yeah. and she doesn't know it yet. But when they are here, she will have. Yeah. <laughs> she will yeah. never mention it to me again. We won't talk about it. They won't be back for another visit before yeah. then. She said it in passing. But I and the Levy, our uh, Levy rep who was in there, Levy Restaurants, who does our catering services here at the Congress Center. Um, she and I just kind of locked eyes across yeah. the room when our client yeah. said that. And I know she and I are on the same page that we'll be making sure. But we that's, go the extra a, that's mile. a great, that's a great example of all of our teams 
you know, we're separate. Obviously, we have our own separate roles, but we yeah. are symbiotic in that we work together and that we can read each other's minds. And that's another form of customer service. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a form of customer service. Um, I think one of the best ways that we that our customers don't see that we provide customer services that we have an operations meeting every single yeah. week and we go through every event that's coming up over the next 10 days or so and every department is in there um you know led by our events team we our event man our event services team we go through what's coming up what's important about this group and then make sure our gives our operating departments a chance to say hey we don't really have all the details we need on this or hey this is how we're going to accomplish moving from show a to show b to show c to show z Mm -hmm. um over the span of the next 10 days i think sometimes the stuff that we do internally that people don't see is just as important in terms of customer service and i'm glad you brought that up because it was going to lead me to my next question i know that and i'm sure this is industry standard i'm sure we're not the we're not breaking the we're not breaking the mold here by saying (laughs) what we're about to say but i think one thing that we do very well and i and i say this is i came from um before i worked here i was at georgia state university which was a client of the Georgia Dome. So I came from the mm-hmm. client side. Yep. Um, and I understand that one thing that we do well is I think our post meeting wrap yeah. ups. So yep. if there was a problem, we put that in a folder in, online in, you know, in our files that yep. when this show comes back five years, six years, seven years, mm-hmm. we can look up the post show notes and say, well, we had this problem with them last year. Last yeah. time, let's not make sure. And some yep. shows come year yeah. to year, but yeah. And not even problems. I'm, I have an event now that I'm on, um, that the another event manager did this show every year, did similar shows every year, and I've never done this show before. Mm-hmm. I've done some stuff kind of similar, but not this one. And the way I was able to succeed and know what I needed is to go back to that event manager's information. Mm-hmm. Like it's still available to me to go back and say, okay, this is, these are all the things I need to make sure are in line for Mm -hmm. this event that it gave me an opportunity to know, okay, I need to go talk to public safety about this. I need to go talk to our grounds team and outdoor team about this. I need to be aware of this. So that those post-show notes, just having the information and the history from what we, what we did previously for that show is invaluable. And it's so important because, you know, we host, and I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but we host hundreds of events a year, right? But mm-hmm. that one host that's in the building, that's their one time a year. That's the yep. most important thing that they do. So it's important that we get that right every time. Yeah, and I think that's important to remember for all of our customers. While I'm going to move from this heavy equipment show to this outdoor concert to this medical show to this um, corporate meeting, meeting. Yeah that is the one time they are doing that big thing or even that small thing this year. And so it is important that that is right because yeah. the people who they service, their customers are only going to see that of them. Mm-hmm. And we're here to help make sure that that view is as good as it can be. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot of, we, on this podcast, we've talked a lot about, um, how the pandemic has changed things and, and, and stuff. Talk about, I'm sure there's examples of how the way we deliver customer service has had to change, you know, whether I'm sure you have, I'm sure you've had more zoom meetings or you've had more <laughs> zoom site visits with the, with the robot and all that stuff than you ever thought you would. Yeah. Um, 
learning how to use the robot for a site visit was fun. Yeah. Um, I, I will not say that I am not unhappy that I can do some things a little bit differently now. Um, Yeah, that's changed a lot. So I have been in more Zoom and team meetings to discuss events than I have ever been in in my life. But previously, you know, your customer comes in two times before their event, Mm -hmm. maybe three. And one of the upsides of this new virtual hybrid world we're living in is that you can have more detailed meetings more often Mm -hmm. for longer. Um, because it doesn't require people to fly in to get a hotel room to worry yeah. about food and beverage. You have those opportunities. But it also, when you have customers who come in, it makes the the visit more meaningful, more purposeful. There is work we have to get done because this is the only time we're going to be here before yeah. our event. So what you're so correct me if I'm wrong, where in the in the past you only met during those site visits. You would have phone calls needed, but mm-hmm. now by the time you get to the site visit, you've probably already met with that customer yeah. four or five times. So mm-hmm. you when they get here, you know what yeah. the pain points are, what the problems we need to answer. Yeah, you know what exactly you need to see on the site visit. You know what exactly is important um between the site visit and the show, you know what all you can kind of get an idea of what their thought process is i have an event coming up in november we do a meeting every other week yeah got another one in december we do a three-hour call once a month um just to go through all the details of their event and understand make sure we're on point for what we need um especially because like you said in the times that we're in that so many things change on a day-to-day week-to-week month-to-month basis it helps to con- have continuous conversations like that of this is what our plan and our protocol is today. But this is what it, by the time you meet again, the protocol may have changed. And it helps to have that conversation and be able to ask those questions continuously. So when you're on those meetings, is it like a phone call or a team? Is it just you and the customer or other departments on our organization represented? Or do you take that information and send those notes out? How does that work? It depends on what the purpose and the goal of the call is. So sometimes it's just me and the customer and we're just kind of running through information that we need or information that I need. Um, Sometimes it would be, it'll be our service partners and the client so that they can understand what they need to provide. Um, it really just depends on what the goal of the call is and what information we're trying to pin down at that time. Yeah. So w- one thing I wanted to also, I know we're talking about customer service, but I wanted to change gears a little bit and discuss maybe a few of the changes that meeting planners that they haven't planned an event yet, or they're in the process of playing event, mm-hmm. um, what the changes that they may expect or things that they can expect to see that may be a little different now as we, you know, continue uh, where we're at. Yeah, I think one of the main changes or one of the main things that we've um, we've enacted is that we are making sure that we fully understand your plans as a meeting planner of what is going to happen when you're in our facility. Mm-hmm. Not that we didn't previously. But the best example of that is now we have our infectious control plan. Mm-hmm. So it's a document that your event manager will send to you. It is it is a long document, mm-hmm. but it is very detailed and it asks very specific questions about how your show is planning to manage the the world that we're in. Are you requiring masks? Are you requiring vaccinations? Are you requiring a negative COVID test? Are you having testing on site? Mm -hmm. If you are requiring those things, how are you enforcing it? How can we help you support 
how can we help support you as you enforce it? And it just it really asks the next question and the next question so that we understand how we can best support you and um, and make sure that you and your customers feel safe in our facility. So I imagine that and you kind of touched on this with your answer there, but I imagine that in the past, we weren't as concerned about, I guess, what happened outside the outside the attendees left the building or whatnot. Now, but I guess now there's probably a more heightened sense of this is where everybody's going to be. This is the protocols that you're doing. Yeah, understanding more so what doors are your faci- are yeah. your customers more likely to enter? Are you in our A building, our B building, or our C building? Yeah. If you are going to require a mask or a vaccination checkpoint or co- negative COVID test checkpoint. At what point when they enter our facility are you going to request that? Yeah. So, for example, if you're in our C building, which is off Northside Drive, but most of your attendees are staying at the Omni mm-hmm. off of Marietta Street, yeah. how are they getting over to that way? And at what point do you consider that they need to be in a point where they're following your protocols? So, And I, I, as a marketing communications on the marketing communications team, excuse me, um, that's something that we work on with mm-hmm. you guys a lot. Yep. I know there's been a lot of like signage and how we talk to people about customer about on social media and like, yep. no, if you're if you're coming to this show, you need to enter through these buildings. Yep. Whereas in the past, you got here however you got here, you get in the building, it yeah. doesn't really matter, right? Which is a little inside baseball for our meeting planners yeah. of knowing how we how we work together internally to make sure that we're communicating your needs. Yeah. Your event manager will reach out to our marketing and communications yeah. team to make sure our internal newsletters, information that our team members receive gets um, posted so they know what to expect from your attendees and what to expect when in your space. And also what we put on social media, how we direct people when they call the facility and say, hey, how do I get to yeah. XYZ show? How do we get there? Um, We do a lot of that together internally to make sure that everybody, anybody who can pick up the phone has the answer. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is a form of customer service too. I think um, we do a really good job of putting information out that everybody has access to Mm -hmm. that tells everybody, this is how many people are going to be at this show. This is the things you need to know if you're walking. We have some people Mm -hmm. in this building that, you know, business and and finance people that that don't deal with the actual show stuff right but right. they may be walking they may walk right. into lunch and somebody mm-hmm. sees a gwcc shirt and ask them yep. hey where's coat check or whatever yeah i think we do a great job of letting getting people that information so that even if you're not hands-on with the show you can at least provide customer service one way or the other yeah, I agree with that. I would say you may run into one of our HR folks in the lobby just because they're walking to lunch. And yeah. if you ask them, how do I get to my show? They know it's in building C and yeah. they can direct you which way to go. Yeah. I think that that's super helpful. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on today, Rachel. Yeah. I think this has been a really good conversation. I just one last thing I wanted to talk to you, ask you about was kind of what is and it, it goes along with the theme that we've talked about. What is the, the best part of your job that you think? Um, for me, the best part of my job is that I get to interact with so many different people mm-hmm. on a regular basis, whether it is my customers and the differences in their shows and the different things I get to learn, um, whether it means I get to be on the show floor and see a glass breaking demonstration (laughs) or I get to be on the show floor and see all the new products from a company you've probably heard of before or another. Um, And even just talking to the people that I work with, 
Um, we were joking about both being from Alabama, but me and Parker are real cool. We don't yeah. like the same football team, <laughs> but no. we're real cool because of that. Or, you know, like having relationships with our setup crew, our housekeeping yeah. crew, our engineers. Um, that's probably the best part of my job is how it changes and how many different people I get to meet. Well, I agree with you. And I think that's one of the, the, the people is what makes this building successful. And I think Absolutely. that's from, from setup to housekeeping to what we do. I think, you know, I think we have a great team here. Uh, thank you once again for no coming problem. on. It was, it was great having you. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having me.